Welcome to With Heart and Wonder. This is a place for us to explore heart-centered living and to celebrate what it means to live with wonder, with awe and appreciation for the possibilities that are within us and around us. I'm Megan Johnston, and I am truly so honored and excited that you are here. Let's dive in and journey together. Welcome. You're listening to episode 41 of With Heart and Wonder. In today's conversation, I sit down with Mary Angelica Ferrero from Honest Hustle, and it's a really powerful conversation that kind of explores these themes of community and belonging and the ways in which mindset, and particularly a mindset of abundance, come into play. When it comes to making the decision um, to cultivate feelings of belonging and to cultivate communities to fill the gaps in our own lives. And Angelica brings so much wisdom and such beautiful storytelling to this episode. You're going to get to hear in just a moment how we actually know each other. Um, so let's dive right in. So today I am... I feel really honored, actually, to be sitting in in conversation um, with with someone who's really special and special um, because of who they are in their heart, and also um, because of of how we met. So I'm joined today by Mary Angelica from Honest Hustle, and I thought we could kind of like start off today's episode actually by sharing a little bit about how we met which is one of like the most unique moments in in my life and it happened at the Imperfect Boss Camp which was just over a year ago now. Um, This event is is like a week-long gathering of women from all across the continent and even all across the world who come together in exploration of really exploring themselves um, as as creatives, as business owners, as women, and doing so with uh, an open heart and a real appreciation for what happens when we come together and support each other. And it was at this event that Mary Angelica and I a group of other women had the opportunity to participate in a really unique water ceremony. Um, and I, I wonder, actually, do you want to describe it from your perspective? Like what, what, why don't, yeah, I'm just going to throw it over to you. So welcome, Mary Angelica. Let's dive right in and let's chat about this water ceremony. Thank you so much, so much for having me. I am, I'm actually so excited to be here and share time with you um, because we shared so little at the Imperfect Boss Camp. It's true. But we shared a pretty special moment. So the water ceremony, it was uh, something that felt, uh, we, knew, we knew nothing about we it. We didn't. When we signed up. <laughs> we just put our names in. We knew that it had something to do with water and it was at an odd godly hour in the morning and we had to show up super early super cold um and because it was like october and we were supposed to deal with water so that was not going to be uh fun but we showed up anyway and we just kind of you know opened ourselves to whatever was going to happen and it was a beautiful moment with women who like us had not met you know before that moment because we weren't in the same cabins 
And we were told to kind of, um, from what I took of it was to say something or to speak about something that we were going to leave behind and to submerge ourselves into water in whatever way we felt most comfortable. So we could have dipped our toe, we could have jumped in, uh, could have walked in and then to emerge as this new version of ourselves and kind of like wash away this old, uh, old us or this old belief. Um, and it was beautiful because we all held space for one another and we shared very vulnerably and very quickly. Yes. So it was right. Wasn't that incredible how quickly we just felt comfortable enough to speak and, and say what we felt. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was beautiful. I, I remember, uh, feeling nervous when it started and kind of wrapping my head around like, what am I leaving behind? I don't know what I'm leaving behind. And then it just came, right? It just came for, I think, many of us. Um, we didn't know what we were walking into, so we couldn't plan. And I think that was pretty key and just like letting our hearts kind of speak out loud and yes, just like saying it um, into the world. So yeah, yeah, it was, it was so special. And what was interesting too about this is, um, is kind of the container was held for us, not just in the space of this week with, you know, a hundred women coming together in this heart centered exploration of self and of community, but, um, in this beautiful container created by Ashley Bowden, the founder of Imperfect Boss, but also, um, M. Roscoe from Share the Soul, who was setting this experience and capturing it uh, with photos and capturing the the moments as we shared what it was that we were leaving behind and, and then capturing the reemergence. And what was so neat and special was like, gosh, like the energy in in that time as we all held space for each other. And then also like, I, I don't know about you, but I remember like getting the photos and being able to like relive it all again. And M has yeah. such a beautiful talent for, oh, for just like capturing things in motion and things in a state of emergence and becoming. And, and it was, it was so powerful to, you know, see the expressions on people's face, but also see like in, in like the body, like, you know, like as people reemerged, like, and I remember witnessing this there as well, but like just seeing how there was maybe fear or nervousness or anxiety, like it was freezing cold. <laughs> um, and, and there was, we were bringing in this symbolic element as well. And then like, as people reemerged, like, I just remember seeing like people's like shoulders were softened and there was like, there was a freedom that was, was so potent, like not even in a way that you could articulate, but that you could just like sense really viscerally. And yeah. it was so powerful. Yeah. It was like we emerged warm. Exactly. Like it was a beautiful shedding of like the nerves. And I agree the photos, even of that I saw of myself sharing before I got into the water, like my arms were closed in together. I was like almost holding myself as I spoke. And, and we kind of did that a lot of us did that. And then, um, and then we emerged out of the water in whatever way. And it was like, we were exhilarated, like we were completely different. And, and I don't remember the cold like yeah. after I just remember being there. And then even after you jumped, you would expect you'd be freezing, standing outside waiting for others, but you were just like in this high of, you know, having changed, um, in a way that I don't think we knew 
you know too much about in that moment but it, it has rippled for sure yeah there was this um this warmth and and almost this like radiance as like yeah. like um as folks emerged and and I think you did too I know I made the choice not to jump I walked yeah. in um yes. which was a really different experience because um, like walking in, like for me, I don't really remember the the temperature of the water that much. But what I do remember is like like taking those steps, and and I felt like as I was taking each step to go deeper and deeper into this cold October <laughs> Canadian lake, um, that as I was taking those steps, there was like my focus was so much more on the intention of of what I was getting ready to release, and. It was more like the purposefulness of those steps was what was what I felt and and what I was leaving behind, but also feeling that support of all of the women on the shore that were there holding space for me, cheering me on. Um, yeah, it was it was it was such a unique like such a unique experience, and I feel like it's like something like that um, where you know. You and I, for instance, in this group of uh, of a hundred women, not all of whom participated, it was a much smaller group in this water ceremony. But um, we didn't necessarily actually just get the chance to connect that much at camp because we were we were in different places at different times. But but having shared in this water ceremony, there was this this feeling of like such a deep a deep connection that came from just being able to 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 witness one another. I think, yeah. which I think is is so unique and so special. Yeah. Well, and I mean, we got to hear some really deep parts of one another. I think also it's, uh, it was, it was, this, um, you know, if you take the whole week, uh, that was to me the most memorable moment. And, um, and I shared a lot of moments with many people, but it was a very, very special group that gathered, um, you know, to do this. And it's just the way that we shared and the way that we connected after everyone had, you know, jumped in or walked in or dipped their toe. And then we all went in the water together. Yes. And that was a really beautiful, like bonding of like all of our energies, almost like mixing in this water and us coming together in a circle and, and being there and seeing each other's like bright and wet faces. Yes. Um, you know, as we connected in the water at the end, I think was a, a very, you know, powerful moment of like, we went in alone the first time. And then the second time we just all went in together, um, holding one another, cheering one another. It was, um, there was a lot of symbolism and a lot of pieces of it that I think we'll continue to think about, you know, um, in many years to come in all of the different ways that that, that moment, uh, was transformational. Yeah. And for you, when you look back at that moment, like a, a year ago now, like are, are there things that, that you feel have shifted, like that, that maybe there, there was some sort of catalyst or I think sometimes like change happens in, in little small baby steps, but, um, mm. like it, does the you that is here now feel different than the you that went into that water? Like a thousand percent. Um, I, I left behind the feeling of scarcity and I like, I just like let it go that day and I emerged abundant is what I said and I loved the feeling that I got when I emerged and I was really trying to be in the moment when I went into the water and of course you know you leave and then you go back to shower in a campsite and you're just like it doesn't feel like something immediate happened but 
ever since that day. And it's funny because I laugh because it's so wild. Um, you know, you call something in like that, you call in abundance and you tell yourself you're abundant and that abundance is all around you and within you. And then every month, like <laughs> it's just, it's wild. But every month since that moment, I have heard that word said to me, mm-hmm. seen it, read it. Like it has come to me and it's like the, the month right after that event, I went to a networking event and I met uh, a jewelry designer uh, from YH uh, Jewelry and they make, they use crystals in their jewelry and uh, I know nothing about crystals. And I just said, well, don't tell me about them. Let me just look at them and see which one like I like, yeah. which one kind of calls to me. And then you can tell me what it's about. And then I go up to this necklace. It's like a citrine necklace. And then I bring it up to her and she's like, oh, this is the, the crystal of abundance. Yeah. And then I was like, of course it is. Of course it's the crystal of abundance. I need to buy it. But also, you know, what a beautiful reminder. And it will always remind me of that moment. And I've led with abundant, like with an abundant mindset at heart, like from the very beginning, since I left camp and uh, for sure, there's been, it's not that every day I'm in this high. <laughs> of course, we're not, we're, I'm a mom where we have roller coasters all the time, but, um, but always kind of coming back and centering in that, in that belief. And it has, it has multiplied and, and really shown itself um, ever since that moment. So I am forever changed really by, by what I, and it, it's also the beauty of knowing that I made that decision to do that and to, to call that in. And it, it's a reminder that we can call anything we want in. Um, so it, it was a beautiful kind of the universe was showing me a lot of stuff yeah. <laughs> after after this event for sure yeah 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 and that was interesting too about it right was like that everyone's fears and what everyone was leaving behind and what everyone was choosing to embrace was so different and like for me what I was working through a lot that whole week um, was really a fear of being seen um, and, and 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 part by myself like like of like really really like honoring some of the little whispers I knew were within me um, that I was afraid to step into and then in part from like being seen by others and 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 what that looked like and um, and that was uh, one of the things that drew me to the the whole the whole water ceremony was I knew that part of it was being in front of a camera which terrified me and that there was like <laughs> a need to uh to get comfortable in my own vulnerability in being seen um and and like how beautiful to to do that in in such a space and and um yeah, like my relationship with that has changed so much in the last year. And, um, I've done so many things. Um, and, and it's interesting. And I think it's the same with, with you and abundance or any intention that we set, how, like, once we start to lean into it, like we just, it, it just starts to grow and swell more and more and more, you know? And so like being seen for me now, as I continue to work with this, like, it's just become so much bigger and I'm sure it's the same with you in abundance where what you maybe once thought was possible is is has just like totally transformed yeah yeah it's um you're almost shocking yourself every time exactly you, right it's just you're continually shocked and amazed and surprised by what you're capable of you know pulling out of yourself um to to do what you feel called to do and um and I think 
a lot of it, both for you and I, I mean, it's just, it's a beautiful way of um, learning about ourselves and calling these things in and being in community with others that allowed us to be able to feel safe enough to share. Um, if someone had told me, go find, I live in Canada, so like, go find a lake and uh, <laughs> and call in something and dive in, like, A, I would not have done that. And B, it would not have had the same effect and energy as it did to know that there was others like me who had um, you know, incredible things that they that they wanted to call into their lives and things that they felt they really needed to leave behind that. And I think we all took a little bit from everyone's. I mean, yes. we all have many things we want to evolve and change about ourselves and about um, we want to continue to learn and improve. And so although we had to call in one thing, I mean, you know, even as you're saying it, of course, like I also struggle with, uh, you know, the idea of being seen in a very vulnerable way. And this was like <laughs> vulnerable times 100. And then on top of that, you're being photographed. And there was at the end, there was like video. So there was just there was a lot of uh, watching. That was yes. Happening and you, know, like you had to be OK with that. And so. I do feel we also kind of gained a little bit from what everyone else shared. You're so right. I think we could all relate to everything. Yeah. So. I am. Um, and then it, what's interesting too, to me, um, is, is, and I know like all sorts of different views on social media that people have, but one of the things that I really love about social media is that like, you know, I can have an interaction with someone like you that takes place over about an hour <laughs> and was really powerful, <laughs> um, but then that we're able to stay connected. And and so it's been such a deep, deep pleasure to to kind of follow along um, through through the gram on, on kind of some of the things <laughs> that you're up to and and really what stands out for me when it comes to you is, is, is your passion for community and your passion for creating spaces of belonging. And, um, and we've had like a few little conversations at different points online. Um, and I, I'm really, really drawn to, 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 to you doing this work because, and I think there's lots of people doing work on community and belonging and, and sometimes it, it resonates in different ways, you know? Um, and it, it comes from such a, a heartfelt place. Um, and I can feel in you this really, really deep, like embodied, like visceral, desire to be making sure that people feel safe and to make be making sure that people feel supported and I truly think that that is um, such a gift that you are bringing to this world and I would love to dive into that a little bit right now um, like what it means to create spaces of belonging like why why has that where does that passion and, and belief come from with you like and and yeah. and why is it that we all need a little more support yeah. <laughs> Golden questions. <laughs> um, thank you for sharing that and for saying that. I, I truly agree. It's a, it's a, it's a feeling of, of need of creating these spaces that, um, that for a while I didn't really know where it came from. And for actually for a while, I didn't even know I had it. Um, I think it's, uh, it's probably a lot to do with the fact that I have moved a bajillion times okay. in my life. And I, never felt like I belonged anywhere because I am, I was born in Venezuela. I moved to the United States actually when I was 10 and I lived in Nashville, Tennessee. And I was the only, uh, aside from my brother and my two cousins who flew uh, with us, I was the only Hispanic person in my school 
there was no ESL program. It was like the library, the, the, the librarian showing me cards uh, to try to learn words. Like there was um, never a feeling that there was anything about me that belonged in that space. And um, I remember uh, I, I flew with very few items from Venezuela and because we kind of left in a bit of a rush. And um, when I, one of the things I took with me was this black Furby. And I don't know if you remember these creepy toys. I do. They are <laughs> really creepy, the actually. <laughs> but they were very scary for people. But they had this sensor on their forehead. And um, the sensor kind of let them see light. And they knew when it was dark or, or, or light outside. And they would, like, try to go to sleep if it was dark, etc. But the thing was, if you put two Furbies close together, their sensors would, like, recognize one another which is not really high tech for the 90s but anyways like <laughs> the sensors would resonate with one another they would connect and then they would speak in their own little language and in venice in uh, in nashville when i flew in i was 10 probably around 11 i got invited to um a party which is a big deal for a new kid you know to get invited to this event and um all the girls were going to bring their furbies and i took mine and we, we put them together so that they could communicate. And, and my Furby didn't work. Like it couldn't connect because it was, it spoke Spanish and they spoke English. Oh my and it was like, I mean, I'm 11, but I'm watching this and I'm like, of course this is happening. Like this is such a exact replica of what's happening to me. Like I can barely communicate with these girls and their Furbies can talk to one another and mine can't. And it was like, it was a moment. I'm getting shivers again. I'm saying am, that, but it's, I am too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a very um, powerful reminder that like I didn't belong there. Like my Furby didn't even work. It was built to work with other Furbies, and it didn't work. Yeah. So, um, anyways, I left uh, the states after about two years, and I came to Canada um, as a refugee. And so I lived in um, a shelter for about six months, and there I got to meet meet a ton of people who. Um, you know, we're coming from all works of life. People were coming from all over the world seeking refuge in Canada. And I didn't belong in Canada because Canada felt like they didn't want me because we our process wasn't getting accepted. So we had to keep appealing. So this whole constant feeling of like, you could leave at any moment. Why bother making relationships? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's so much work, <laughs> right? Like making relationships is not easy as a middle schooler. So like, why are you going to, to make the effort when like, really like you could leave anytime? Um, and I moved even within Canada a couple of times before we finally, um, you know, found our footing, uh, here in Kitchener, Waterloo. But, uh, but even here, um, it wasn't until my last year of high school that I, that we got accepted, that we got like the letter that said, you're, you're okay to stay. Yeah. Um, so, you know, high school, formative years, all that stuff, like feel the feeling of belonging, is it is an interesting feeling because although you need these external factors that show you that you belong a lot of it is so internal it's like this belief that you are meant to be there and when you're that young you take a lot more from the external world at least i did and so getting letters from canada government saying you don't you know no you're not allowed to stay here but you can appeal um or you know that kind of feeling made you feel like well okay well obviously I don't really belong here and so it was difficult to merge into a world where you wanted to make friends um, and wanted to feel like you were a part of extracurriculars or those kind of community driven like practices that bring people together that like different things um, so it took a long time to feel you know like I I needed like I had this kind of strong community obviously I had friends but. Uh, 
but there was that internal feeling of like, I could leave at any moment. This could all be stripped away. Yeah. Um, so the online world is amazing to me because in my head, like the communities you create online, um, you know, no matter where people are and no matter if you move, you can still have that community because it's always been online. So I don't know, the, the yearning and the want for community comes from probably a lot of that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, it probably comes from a lot of that. Um, and, and yeah, and then in, in later parts of life, you, I just found myself creating communities wherever I went. And it wasn't something I did out of saying, I need to create a community. It was just of a need of to be around others that were at least in a similar life stage, um, you know, as me. It was, no one could really relate to my, you know, refugee story. So when I became a mom, I remember my first maternity leave with my first uh, son, I was just meeting with my one friend for a while. And then from that, it came this need of like, what if there's other moms like, like us that don't have a, a friend that has a young kid and, and they're feeling alone. Like it's so lonely to be a mom sometimes. Um, and so uh, slowly, but surely this community of moms, like grew out of nowhere. And um, you know, the first Wednesday of every month we would meet and it grew really large and we were having speakers come in and helping us through meditation and yoga. And it was like, I didn't realize what I was doing in the process, but it, but it did become a community where other women could come with their babies, feel safe, share about the joys and the pains of motherhood. And, um, and from there it evolved. And I've just felt like community has always been a thing that um, I'm not doing that club anymore. When I went back to work, you know, I let it go and let others that needed it continue it. But it's this feeling of like, I feel like it has always been with me and I haven't realized it for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I am. Um, I think in many ways it's, it's very unique to you, like, like, and, and your experiences, but then in other ways, like, I think we can all relate in, in different ways at different moments of time to like feeling a need to, to belong and to have community and, and and how in in some cases we make that choice to then create a community to fill that need and um yeah i and and maybe maybe for some folks listening um that might also be inspiration to create a community to to fill a need uh that that is kind of in their own life right now and and i know that you um, have recently like taken on a whole new project with with mm-hmm. community as well and and my understanding just from little snippets on social media was really too to um, and I think you and I both in kind of these like entrepreneurial and creative circles is like one part of our identity and there's definitely been a lot of conversations about some of the ways in which different communities and and, uh, communities and online spaces as well as in-person spaces are are not always feeling like places of support and belonging and I know that that was really um like from this deep deep desire within you like a, a big part of of creating your your newest project can you tell us a little bit about what it's meant to be creating community with this focus of, of making sure that everyone feels that sense of belonging. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the latest project. So it's, it's called the honest hustle club and, um, 
and it comes from, you know, I've been doing kind of a service-based business where I work with one-on-one with entrepreneurs and I've helped them with either their branding or their website or creating video or taking photographs and um, everything, like what I just said, are all kind of projects, right? It's all project-based. But I've always had a struggle with seeing the project on its own. I, I love like the bigger picture look, the higher strategy, the why are we doing yeah. this project? Like where does it fit into your story, into your into the journey that you're going through and the impact you want to make? And we would end up talking a bit further than the project. We'd just kind of keep chatting. And I loved being a part of that journey. But when the project came to an end, then so did, you know, this back and forth relationship around their around their business. Um and many of them then started kind of um, signing on as uh, like we'd have consultations together where we could talk further strategy about their business, but it was always one-on-one. And um, these one-on-one conversations, it always came up that someone would say, um, I'm sure a bunch of other people figure this out really easily, but I just have so much trouble with this thing. Or, um, you know, I'm probably the only one that feels this way, or there's all these feelings of like, I'm the only one. Yeah. And that resonated because every time I heard it, I was like, well, no, no, you're not. I mean, I've felt that way too. And I've always connected with what people have said in, in, in this entrepreneurial journey, like we feel every single emotion <laughs> that exists and we go through every single challenge and we go through every single, single like celebration, usually on our own. Um, and so it came from seeing kind of a need from many to feel like they weren't the only ones feeling certain things and especially the feelings of, um, um, you know, the comparison that happens online, the seeing someone's Instagram feed and feeling like, you know, they got their business like totally down packed and together. They got their Instagram strategy going and they got sales and all these things. And, and you don't know that that person is like barely making it right. Or like just trying to put something out there and seeing if it works, but we are idolizing this account or this person. So, the, the place um, that I wanted to create was a place where it was not going to be a networking space. It was supposed to be, and what it is, is a place for people to come in, let their walls completely down and share exactly what they're feeling, when they're feeling it and get support from others that have felt that way, but are no longer there, um, you know, in that place. So that's mainly why I created it. Um, it has kind of evolved since like I, you know, you have this idea of why you're building something, but then when you, people come in, they kind of make it their own. It's the beauty of community. It's that, you know, you, you, you create a container, but then the people that fill it are the people that kind of mold the space and kind of, um, you know, get different things to happen here and there and uh, lead the community in one way or the other. So it's been beautiful to watch, um, you know, people that, these are women that have businesses in different stages. And I think that's the beautiful part come in and share very openly that, you know, they're really struggling because they feel like they do not know how to use technology (laughs) and they know that they need to be online, but they don't know how to go about it. And then there's someone else who just has a business idea, um, you know, hasn't even like really kicked off their business, but loves the technical world and loves social media and seeing them connect, right. And gain value from one another, even though, you know, the one might idolize the other, is an incredible um, thing to watch. It's like the journeys people are going through in this space, in the space is just, it's beautiful and unexpected in a way. Um, for me, you know, you create something and you hope it works. <laughs> and uh, and it's, it's only been alive for a month. So we opened doors October 14th. And um, by the time we closed them, 48 women had joined um, this community. And, and it's been beautiful. Honestly, it's been beautiful. We, um, 
every Monday we do an affirmation and we kind of speak something into our lives. And then uh, on Wednesdays, we celebrate a win. Uh, it can be a very small one. It could be a, a personal win. It doesn't have to be a business win. And on Fridays, um, I wanted to find something with an F. It's like win Wednesdays. But then I wanted to find something with an S on Fridays. It's full Fridays. And the idea is that you fill someone else's cup on Fridays. Beautiful. And um, you, yeah, you basically call on someone that's done something beautiful, or maybe you've seen them do something awesome online and you just kind of, you know, speak some encouragement and love uh, to them on Friday. It's a good way to go into the weekend for sure. Yeah, I um, I especially really love, I think, I think people's time is is truly valuable, but I also think that there's been like a a shift that's been interesting to watch um, around like people sometimes like charging always to like give advice, and and it's not to say that from like our own journeys that that there's not like a a value and an energy exchange that can be there, but. I often think of like the old idea of like mentorship and and just like paying it forward and and creating community and it what's so beautiful about what you described is that um like sometimes we just need a little a little bit of encouragement or and like some little ideas and it's not necessarily like we can kind of I even notice you know like folks reaching out to me sometimes and and having questions and like I'm super happy to not monetize that you know like if of course if it's going to be a bigger commitment and more of a relationship then then that makes sense but like if someone has a little question and needs some encouragement like I I think there's this um there's there's kind of like a negotiation that's happening right now uh, for a lot of people around like what that looks like and I think it's really important and that our time is truly valuable but I also think that um that there is this like beautiful cyclicalness to it all and like a give and take and that when we cheer others on then we get support in other unexpected ways and it I I'm really like it really fills my heart to know that you're creating a space where people can be engaging and cheering each other on and giving advice um for the sake of just supporting each other and and like helping people feel connected and that they aren't alone and I feel like that is um is something that's really unique in in many ways which I'm sure is kind of why you felt the need to bring it to life like we were talking about like bringing communities in to fill gaps yeah yeah no it's it's exactly it and um and so I did a survey with them and I because I did um you know part of me and probably the part that feels like you need to have everything put together perfectly before, you know, you launch something. And then I realized, no, you don't, (laughs) you just need to open up the doors and let people kind of tell you what they need and see and, and, and mold and facilitate what's going on inside. So seeing those little exchanges is incredibly powerful because for someone like I came into it feeling like, okay, so every month I'm going to teach a lesson. There's this whole like roadmap behind it where I help, and, you know, people find out where on the journey of this entrepreneurship world you are to try to automate as many things as possible, because I have had to automate as many things as possible in my business to be able to do this business because uh, the kids take up a lot of hours of my day. So automation is so big. So for sure, there's this like educational element of the community where there is, um, you know, a sharing of knowledge that's happening and there's teaching involved. Uh, every month we do a mindset uh, work where we kind of explore and try to break down an old belief. 
And then, um, and so I, in my head, I was like, okay, so people are coming in because they really want, you know, a space to connect with others, but they're also looking to learn how to improve their business. And by far the biggest response has been, I'm just here for the community. Yeah. Like, I just want the connection. I want to know that there's others like me. I, they're not here to find out how to like write better Instagram captions. Like I thought originally would be like a big part of it. Um, no, they're here for the connection piece. So leaning into that a little bit more and seeing how that evolves over time, I'm super excited about. Um, for now, there's one monthly like mastermind that we do together where we all jump onto a Zoom call and then I do these breakout rooms where people just get randomly placed. I say randomly, but I never think it's random. Yeah, like, yeah. You really are meant to talk to those people um, in these groups. And, and we kind of, at that point, you're encouraged to share something you're really stuck on, like what's blocking you. And um, I truly believe the other people that randomly, I'm using air quotes, uh, got put into that room with you are there to help unblock you and help you find like a different avenue to go about what you want to do. So leaning more into those types of experiences, I think is going to be really key for the club moving forward because it's really why people are there. So um, yeah, I'm excited to, to dive into that. But for sure, the little exchanges like make me so happy because it's it's seeing it happen. It's seeing people connect, right? That wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah. So. Yeah. And like it's you really say, nice. like this beauty of the digital space in some ways is that like it, it goes with us wherever we go. And, yeah. and there's like a really incredible accessibility to being able to log on from anywhere in the world. And, um, and, and also, you know, even when it comes to our time, like the fact that um, doesn't necessarily mean going, being at a certain place, you know, once a week or once a month, but that um, you're able to, to kind of engage in a way that, that works with your life. And I would love to, to chat a little bit because, um, and it's funny, and I, it's, it's really funny because even though, you know, we know, I think that like, there's like this idolization that happens on, on like social media. And, and like, we know that like other people don't have it all together and, and like, but like you're someone who I'm like, Oh my gosh, Mary Angelica has it all together. Like how in the world does she like do all of this stuff in her business and show up and she's a mom and she just like, you just had a, another little one during, during a pandemic, which is like wild. And you're like launching this new thing. Um, and so I, it's funny because I think there's like the two parts of our brain, right? Like the one that is like, yeah. oh my gosh, she's like, she's like on fire. And then the other part is like, oh yeah, but, but like, you know, you are human and I am human and we are all experiencing like the complexities of life. And, um, like, I'd love to just chat a little bit about, you know, um, like motherhood and it's come up a little bit in this conversation today, but really, um, I think it's really interesting when we are especially, I mean, community is, is, um, is incredible and is like externally kind of focused outside of, of maybe our homes. Um, and of course there's like an interaction there that, that can happen, but like balancing this, this work of being there for others and then also being there for yourself and being there for your family and your two little ones. Um, I'd love to just chat a little bit about like what that balance like looks like for you right now and, and anything that feels really alive to share. 
Yeah. I mean, it's funny. You're like, but she's on fire. And then I'm thinking, yeah, but sometimes also almost literal fire. Yeah. Like, you know, it's <laughs> like, um, it's such a, and I know in the podcast, people can't see my video, but like I was talking to Megan right before this started, like my, my room isn't always clean. Like there's things I can't, I can't, um, that don't make it to the priority list. Um, you know, so there's, there's a lot that gets balanced and for sure, um, you know, the way I think about it is before I had kids, I felt like it's almost like I say this all the time about high school and college or university. It's like when you get homework in high school, you're like, oh my gosh, I have so much homework. Yes. And then then you get to college or university and you're like, no, no, no. I knew nothing about what I was talking about. Now I have so much homework. Um, So it's that same thing where like before kids, you know, there was all these things that I filled my time with. And I didn't maybe realize it. It's also about like the intentionality of why, what you spend your time on is, is something I've been really digging into because it's funny how even we can distract ourselves from what we really want to do or what we really are here to do. And we use things like social media and Netflix and, you know, even like reading a book, like all of our leisure things can be just leisure but can also be distractions yes. if we are using them in the wrong way absolutely like, there's something right like there's something about um you know the idea of like giving yourself that time to you know what is that called like self uh well giving yourself time to do things like take a bath and read a book and all these things which is great you should do those things if you love them but when we're using them to distract us because we don't want to be with our thoughts um and because we're just afraid of being bored then that's, uh, that's when we can start to question, like, why are we feeling that? And I think that's really why when before kids, I used to think, you know, I'm so busy, like there's, I'm doing so many things. And I was, I've always loved the entrepreneurship world. Like I've always had my full time and I've always had like something on the side. It wasn't always honest hustle. Uh, for a while I did uh, wedding f- photography. Like I've always done something on the side. For a while I worked for Beachbody and I did fitness coaching. <laughs> like there's always been something that I've occupied myself with. But then I had a kid and, and I was like, oh my gosh, I had so much free time. <laughs> like it's that same concept with homework. It's like, no, now I'm really busy. Yeah. Like now this is what busy feels like. And, um, and it was just trying to, you know, wrap my head around that this new reality. Um, and the same thing happened the second time around with a second little one. So, you know, it was while I was pregnant with my second, I realized now that I have this knowledge, it's like right now, I know I have one kid and it's super busy and it's crazy town, but right now is the most free time I will ever have (laughs) because I know that with the addition of another little one, there's going to be more that's going to be needed of me. So it's this like idea of knowing and not having to regret like, oh my gosh, I had so much free time. What could I have done with that? But knowing that that's always going to happen. Like you're always going to find new things. Your life will change and grow and different things will take over ownership in your priority list. But um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't ever think of myself like, oh my gosh, I'm balancing all of these things. It's just, it's almost like you, you can't help to not. Yeah. Like you just feel called to do a lot of these things. I feel called to do this community and to run this thing and to bring these people together. And I'm so excited about it. Like I'm genuinely like, I, I, I'm so pumped about what's coming with, with all of this. And uh, we talked about the imperfect boss camp. I, I've already like um, secured the domain of um, the honest retreat because 
I am so excited. Like, what if we did something like a mini retreat? This would be beautiful and, and amazing to see people in person, obviously post COVID when we can hug and all of the things, but um, all of these ideas keep coming at me. And then so does like my you know, two-year-old not wanting to eat his breakfast. Like <laughs> there's all these things <laughs> that you have to balance. And, um, and to me, it's a mixture of just time. It's, it's, I, I would hate to feel victim to time and, uh, and wanting to, and wanting to say, I don't have time for something feels, um, like I never want to say those words. I always want to say, like, I choose to not do that right now, or, um, I'm going to make this a priority right now, aside from, instead of that. And, it's not that I don't have time. It's that I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to make time for, you know, X thing. So always trying to be conscious of like the way that I say things, like the words that I use, um, I think have a lot of power. So saying I don't have time puts me in a victim position of, um, you know, I'm, I'm powerless to time and I don't have it. So, you know, but with my mindset of abundance, <laughs> I have all the time in the world. I just get to choose what I do with it. So um, so that's kind of where it stems from and, and knowing that for sure right now it's freaking crazy. Like, <laughs> like my brain goes from, you know, mom mode to business mode constantly. And, uh, of course I would love to have more balance in my, in my brain around, uh, not thinking about work when I'm with my kids, not thinking about my kids when I'm doing my work. But, um, but I'm just understanding that it's, we're, we're all of these things. Like we're, we're capable of holding all of these emotions. We just have to choose what we give more energy to. So, you know, boundaries come into play. There's a lot of stuff that come into play with doing all of the things and uh, being a mom to two and having this business. And right now I'm on mat leave, but for the longest part of this journey, I've had a full-time job um, at the same time. So it's, uh, it's just deciding where you're putting your energy and what you're going to give time to and what's important to you. And then working around, around things. I called my business the honest hustle because it is a hustle. And as much as I love the idea of, you know, don't rush into things, don't push yourself too hard. Um, I just know that hard work sometimes is needed and I do it in waves. Like it's almost like these sprints yeah. where I hustle really hard when I'm building something and then I pull back and I just like coast for a bit. And then I, I go in again, you know, uh, full force. So it works for me. It does not work for everyone else. Uh, I work when my kids are sleeping and I work when they're napping and, um, and that's so far what's worked. And sometimes it means a lot of late nights, uh, you know, up till two in the morning to try to do stuff. But I do work that fills me up. I don't do work that drains me. And that I think is a big part of, um, you know, of what I do. So of course, like I've seen it in my family and I've seen it with, um, with the way my parents had to work as we were being raised uh, in new countries where their diplomas and degrees didn't mean anything. They had to work really, really hard and really late nights, but those work, those, those jobs drained them. Like that was not their calling. And, um, and the idea of working late and being a parent at that place, I see, I saw how like it drained so much energy from them. I'm trying to build something where that time that I spend you know, even if it's the same late hours my parents did is not a draining um, type of work. It's a, it's a thing that fills me up. And so it gives me the energy to stay up. <laughs> yeah. And I love, I love how um, it all circles back to this theme of abundance, you know, and, and, um, and mindset and how you are making these conscious choices to view your time. And uh, yeah, like in many ways, like time is, is kind of this funny thing that 
we treat it like the enemy, but I think in a way it's like <laughs> actually a gift because it forces us to make really intentional decisions about what's important to us, you know, and, and, yeah. and where it is that we want to, to plant roots and to, to nurture and nourish and let things grow. I am, um, I'm so, so happy that we were able to have this conversation. I, um, like I said, right from the outset, I, uh, I'm, truly feel so honored that our paths have crossed in this life and that we um, get to to be connected cheering each other on and I'm just grateful for you sharing your story and and some of the things that are really present for you right now especially around abundance and community and belonging so thank you for being here. Um, is there anything that you'd like to kind of leave us with any any other words that are on your heart? Well, first, just thank you, um, you know, just given the place to you have this um, very relaxed and beautiful conversation is, uh, is a gift on its own and something I wanted to make time for. And I, I, I love everything you're putting out into the world. Like I said before, your voice is the most soothing thing. <laughs> so people listening to your podcast and uh, when I listen to it, it's just, it's so soothing. It relaxes me. It puts me in such a good mood. Um, so thank you. Thank you. I'm so honored to be on it. So this is amazing. And, um, and as the last thoughts, I mean, I don't know, I think it's just knowing that we have the power to make decisions has been, um, a huge mindset shift for me. And knowing that I don't have to be a victim to my circumstances is an incredible freeing feeling. Um, it's easy to victimize. And it comes from many places. Like we do it because of many reasons. But um, I, I felt it a lot growing up. I felt like, why is this happening to me? Why do I keep moving? Why does Canada not want me? Why, 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 why? And those are all I realize now, external things that had nothing to do with me at all. Um, everything that it, I can make decisions on it like lives within me. So I can make a decision to feel like I belong and I can make a decision that I have time and I can make a decision that this will be wonderful. And those decisions have been like knowing that I can make that decision and just lead from that place has been probably one of the most life-changing realizations for me. So I hope that if anyone you know, hasn't realized that they're capable of making those decisions, that that's something that they can start to explore um, today because it's it's truly life-changing and it really lets us create our entire world. So yeah, from that place of abundance, doing. really, that place yeah. of abundance and empowerment um, yeah. and belonging. Thank you so much. And I know folks can connect with you through Honest Hustle. Uh, you can find Mary Angelica on Instagram or online, her website. And um, I do encourage you to reach out if, if, if especially her, her new, her new community feels like something that would, um, would fill a need in your life and and be a place of inspiration. So thank you again for being here. I, uh, I'm so grateful. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing this space with both me and with our guest this week, Mary Angelica. It is such a gift to to share this conversation. And as always, there's opportunities to continue the conversation. You can reach out on social media at Megan L. Johnston, or you can find my contact info on my website, megandonston.com. 
We'll be back next Tuesday with our next episode. And until then, keep living with heart and wonder. Thank you.